Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Martin Unsworth, we're the editors of Starburst magazine, the magazine that's loads better than Empire, pisses all over Total Film, and it's just the, the sensible choice if you want to buy something that's intelligent and good to read and have some fun. But we couldn't fit that on the top, so it's just the longest-running magazine of cult ent- entertainment. I so. tried, I put the font yeah. size down a bit, but it just yeah. wasn't having it, was it? Didn't quite scan. No, no, not at all. So it's been. Uh, you, you know what's good though. Last last week we didn't get through all the news. That's a surprise. Yeah. So there's one or two bits I wanted to mention. So we got a uh, chocker full of content that we probably won't get through this week. And do you think we'll ever clear the decks? No. Like we'll finish a show and it's oh we've done everything. It's done. If we do, we'll be worried. Yeah, I know. It's, it's no good, is it? So, how's how have you been anyway, Martin? Because you know, I was away. Yep. And then you were away. Uh, I had a little bit of a, a bit of an away day. Yeah. With uh, with our main writer, Mr. Paul Mount. And what was it? Was he all right? He was. He's was fine. He, he we, sure we, he behaved himself. Well, I had to tell him to put his pants back on a few times, but he was all right. No, he yeah. can be right. He can be like that, can't and he? That wasn't in the hotel. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. No, it looks. It looks good. The uh, go on. Tell everybody about the, about what it was. It was the Leeds Horror Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, which is run by Dominic Brunt and Mark Shannard yeah. from uh, Emmerdale. Yeah. So it's the, the first one, isn't it? It's yeah. the first one because they've been running zombie festivals for the yeah. past six, seven years. Because oh. uh, they're both mad zombie fans. Yeah, they are. And they've. Uh, well, they've... they're in a show that, that they were in a. Uh, I think that one of them's still in it. Uh, they're, they're in a show that sort of manufactures zombies, doesn't it? Well, they're both in still. It's both still in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Paddy yeah. and Marlon. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, lo- I think those two guys are great, and um, I'm sure they'll probably agree with the show. M- M- Mr. Brunt, I I like uh, a lot. He was very friendly when we were chatting to yeah. him. Yeah, uh, he is. He's uh, the, they're both they're both very cool. Uh, 
Mark was particularly impressed that we both turned up and that we were from the magazine and all that. He well, where's he? What does he think you were doing? You'd be otherwise you'd be on some private jet flying over well, the Pacific, something like that. Yeah. You know, well, that's n- normally what we'd be doing. But I know you've got to give it up, though, haven't you? you know, for something like this, we sort of like you know, we lowered it, you know, and went to Leeds. What was the cinema like? It was lovely. It was little uh, old school cinema, proper like you know. So you know how uh, one thing I've been saying to you, the one thing I want to do that, that I've still not, and I came very close to getting one uh, once, and it's a tragic story. Um, I've always wanted a cinema. Yeah. This is a sort you would love. I'd, I'd have this, would I? Yeah. Oh. Creaky chairs, everything. Oh, this is what I want. Now, see, the one I I've I came close. Where not long after we'd opened Fab. I decided, no, I'm going to try and get one. And I made an offer on um, Cine City in oh, yeah. Wivington. And the guy who had it at the time, he was he was doing a lot more work down in London and he didn't want to, uh, he didn't really want to get get rid of it as such. Yeah, So I made an offer and it was a good offer. It was, it was, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was enough to definitely more, more than it was worth. But I, and... I, I thought, oh, it's no problem, I'll have this by next week. And I was making plans what films I was going to put on. And it, <laughs> oh, you know, and I know that's it sounds presumptuous or whatever, but um, it wasn't a growth. It was like 99, 1999. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, 98, 99, around that time, but just before Christmas, think about November 98. And, the, and, and I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, they're not going to be lining up to get a, a, what is, and I hate that phrase, flea pit cinema, but when I say it, I mean it affectionately. Well, that's, yeah. that's a lot of it is the affectionate term rather yeah. than literal. And that that's my point. You know, you, it's like when I, t- I refer to Tiger Lounge, bar, the bar, as um, it's got a ni- nice seediness to it. Yeah, it's you, got yeah, that. Yeah, you know. Because it's, it's that retro sort of vibe to it that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it conjures up. You know, that's what I mean. So, the feeling of a lounge sort of bar. Yeah. So I, I he then gets on his eye. Oh, so, oh no! I don't run it for the for the money. I don't run it. I'm not here to make money. And all that's so far. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, I give, just give it me then because <laughs> it's our, our our friend Jonathan, as you know. Oh yeah. He, he yeah. was really good buddies with him. So that's how I got an in on him. So he put a machine in his lobby in there, and then he went, "Oh, I'll introduce you." So I introduced, went out for a bite to eat with him, and then I went, and that's when I, I made the offer. Then he and he went away, and then like two weeks later, he goes, "No, no, no, I'm not doing, not doing it." And then literally, a uh, matter of um, not, I think it's about not that long after this, um, the announced Cineworld announced, "Oh, we're going to open up in Passwood." Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing is, it opened up in Parswood, and this this cinema was a a, tip, a typical two screen cinema, yeah, um, just lovely size, a nice little building, you know. And he, yeah, within literally within a few months of of um, Cineworld opening in Parswood, they had just gone, they closed it up. So then I yeah. couldn't get in touch with him, and then um, and then it just got one day. I just driving past, and it was being demolished. Because because what happened with the late late last term of the Labour government that we were in with Gordon Brown, a uh, it, the big <laughs> brainstorm, and this you know, normally I'm all for a bit of left wingy sort of things that 
make make rich people pay a little bit more mm. that suits me down to the ground i'm all for that but this one was a bit stupid and i still think it's a bit daft because it, they made it that you couldn't have a property empty without triggering the business rates whereas you used to be able to just move out and go it's an empty property and you didn't get business rates yeah. now you get i think three months relief now so you can it's it's to encourage like greedy landlords mm. you've got a bit building They'll just instead of leaving it there rotting away or whatever, they'll they'll redevelop it for yeah. the good of the community. That's not what happened. No, people just knock them down. Yeah. So you've lost the building and even, sell the land. So in the middle of the recession, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, people were knocking buildings down for fun, which would have otherwise just stood there for a bit and then maybe of some use when the economy kicked in. Yeah. But instead, that's it. Well, who who am I to get on to? The policies of, of political parties, you know, it's yes. not, a, but I'm just saying that I find that that one backfired slightly. And that's why that got bulldozed. And, I, and it's just such a sad story because I would have just put a load of crap in that, no, that only a handful of us would have gone to see. I would be pig headed and bloody minded, I would have supported it yeah. until whenever. And it, you never know, it might have, might have made it. I think that sort of dream. thing would work now. But probably not back then. But you see, I when I was um, I had a, I was even discussing at one point. I was going to put some Bollywood movies on in the second one mm. in the at the weekend, and my idea was literally like very similar to what Grimfest and a lot of other people are doing at the moment, where they're putting on a screen, um, they'll put a movie on mm. from wherever you know. Like, like you like watched a, American Werewolf in London and the, uh, that yeah, that yeah. screening, and I just wanted it to every week just be a classic movie in the main screen, and I mean like every single week. So it's not a case of oh, it's a one-off, it's a special showing of this. Yeah. You could go, and it would be a movie from wherever. It, it's a chance to go and see yeah. something like Raiders of the Lost Ark at the cinema, yeah. um, Star Wars. Um, Superman the movie um, anything and you know and I'd keep it rolling retro you yeah. know well we missed out on the uh, the big thing that was in London they had the Scala yeah uh, which was a repertory cinema yeah which did all that sort of stuff and because it was a members thing they could show uncut stuff and you know and they had all the uh, Chow Young Fat films they had Joe Butker right they had you yeah. know Herschel Gordon Lewis down and actually there introducing the films but that's that in that London. Herschel so, Gordon Lewis. He, he just does multi-level mailing now. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's, 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 a, a, he's, he's a, a direct mail uh, expert. I.e., he's a he, genius on it. Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute guru. He's the one you get if you want a mail out campaign, and he'll arrange a database. He'll sort it out a yeah. national campaign, and he'll you know. And so, so it's it's weird, isn't it? He he's goes, probably behind a lot of the spam. <laughs> well, this is what I mean. Well, well, that stuff was was snail mail spam wasn't it yeah. I mean I mean, spam the equivalent of spam because uh, everyone's sort of forgot how many of this how much of this crap you used to get um, now through your letterbox you'll just get a load of bloody like an onslaught of pizza um, yeah. leaflets and stuff but back in the day you were getting all sorts of crap for your letterbox and every time you got a newspaper delivered it had stuff tucked in and yeah, things falling out everywhere and, yeah. yeah all the magazines you'd get even in the in smiths and all oh that. yeah it'd all yeah. fall out as yeah you no but now <laughs> it's yeah it, now it's directly delivered whether you like it or not in it but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> see how, how come we don't put a load of this stuff in the mag to make some extra money 
Um, I think because we've got integrity. I'm shaking my head. When did that happen? <laughs> when, did, when, when did that happen? It's that probably, must have been an accident. Yeah. We're going to have to just stick some flyers in for something else. And, I don't know. But yeah. it'll have to be something that, you know, we're yeah. organising. Well, it's so overall, your trip. It was fantastic. We had a good time. We had lots of good films. Uh, Night of the Demon was on. The, uh, the so you mentioned oh you're looking forward to Night of the Demon, and I just yeah. assumed that was your your bus phrase to cover the night out with you and Mountie getting, <laughs> getting a bit that levered was, and causing trouble. It was a bit like that. No, we were actually really well behaved. We had a little pub next door to the hotel. The hotel was lovely, enormous room. Really? We had one each. We didn't share. All uh, oh, right. It, so you take it. You did lots of room for the the the, the ladies. Yeah, if only. Uh, oh well this is good it's good that you're this discreet I like that (laughs) we had the the little pub next door we had a a couple of shandies I see Uh, there was a chick a chick andos chick andos opposite what's that it's obviously a chicken and not quite a nandos so it's a chick andos well what was it was it a takeaway yeah well, there you go. This is a big argument I always have about the, the, this this thing. It was, right? It's almost like a crunchy fried chicken. No, do you know what gets me? This is what gets me. All this, the the variations on names of I think for, for KFC, I've got more like rip off versions than anything else, haven't they? They're like yeah. you don't see loads and loads. You, you, of course, there's loads of burger places, but they never bother getting creative with the with the uh, word. But with with KFC, it is they do try and use the initials now, don't yeah. they? It is a crunchy fried chicken. Uh, you know, what I'm, there's loads of different versions. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but yeah, there's tons. It, it is. It's just everything but, that they can you know, pass off on. But but there, yeah. But there, you tell me there's a place there that's actually pretending to be Nando's yeah, like, that's a, that it, fine institution yeah it was a peri peri thing as well so they, yeah, were, okay. they were going they were doing the uh, but here's my problem the niche with, thing. here's my problem with Nando's it's, it isn't I, I hear like my kids and I hear other people they go into me yeah I'm going out for a meal I'm, just, I'm going to Nando's I go well you're not going out for a meal then are you yeah, it's fast food isn't it it is because you're paying and up it's front. expensive as well it's not that expensive oh it is for what you is get it's for what you get it it's is it's not expensive Nando's God, you're making us look like dossers now. <laughs> right, Nando's isn't expensive. It's, it's not compared... Right, going compared to going out for a full meal restaurant, yeah. it's not that deep. No, no, but like, it's it's reasonable. more expensive than a, a fast food But it place. annoys me because people go, oh, I'm going out for a meal, and I go, you're not going out for a meal? That's not a restaurant. It's no. not a restaurant. I'm sorry. And they go, they look at me incredulous. Go, it's got waiters. It's got... No, it's got... It's got staff... It's not got waiters and waitresses. You've got people who'll come over and drop the stuff on the table after yeah. you've paid. You paid first. There's no trust. This it's got, um, and you've got to go up to the bar to pay. Yeah, they don't, they don't come to the bit. table. That's my bit. That's yeah. what. That's the whole thing. That's a problem. That's it's not a. It's not a restaurant. You know, I, I can't be doing with this where it's called a restaurant. It's not. It's something in between. Yeah, in it, and and I don't appreciate it. There's it that bloody buffet opposite fab cafe across from the radio station down there oh yeah yeah that one you pay they make you make you pay on my in oh because they don't so, trust you is that the one that's uh, disgrace, isn't it? that gives you an hour is it or something yeah like it gives that? you oh god no wait a minute let me tell you this this happened it's like they opened they opened up you um first of all it was uh it was, seemed reasonably priced then the the money 
shot up after. I think it's something like 18 quid or something for, for, for Saturday. I think Friday, Saturday's dearer. Um, it's kind of like the cinema charging a quid extra for certain movies. Which yeah. We'll get onto that actually at some stage because mm. that's one of my, that's a toffee hammer invoking moment when yeah. I, I discovered that. Really angered me. Um, they, yeah, they, they did that and then they, but they're charging on the way in. So I'm like, God, what is this? You, and everyone's queuing up. No one's kicking off. Like, if you. It's like they don't trust you, innit? So. Well, it's just. I don't even want the trust. It's just that. The, again, you're robbing me. You're robbing the. You work hard. So you want to go out for a night to something to eat and be nice. And it's it's like one of the few things that working people can afford. You know, when mm. you go out and have a look forward to going out with your partner or your friend and going for a nice meal and all that. And then next minute, it's like, right, pay up front. Come on. And all of a sudden, the civilised nature of it. Good God, I'd be in some shanty town somewhere in a bar ordering some food and there's a tab on. You just mm. pay when you go. Good God. And and then, so they've got this where you're paying up front and then you're going in. And then, and then it was the last month this happened, they come round and go, right, we've set a time limit on your table now, so you've got an hour. Because it's an all-you-can-eat international yeah. buffet, which, you know, and I'll say this, the food is not too bad, but the... Uh, not like the one that's above Fab Cafe, where they, they've got all the rotten food and all that. And we watch it; we've seen them all preparing it and all this horrible stuff near the kitchen. They're keeping stuff in a spider cellar that's full of crap, and they've got all fucking cabbage and stuff in there and vegetables and everything. Oh. No, so seriously, you just never eat in that place, right? You know they're um, advertising us. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't take an advert off them for this show. You know why? Because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust. We wouldn't get sued as <laughs> vicariously liable because yeah. we've actually endorsed them. On. Yeah. So, yeah, but the, the, this, yeah, you got an hour to eat. You got an hour to eat. Are yeah. you kidding me? Some people don't even drink a pint in an hour, do they? No, no. Some people. That's don't. not me a mountain. But look, like, but... no, it's annoying because you want to do this. Oh, you can eat. Oh, you can eat. Yeah, okay, fine, do it. And you're going to get some some fat monsters in there that all devour quite a lot of food, actually. Yeah, that, that, and, I do try my best. And, oh, dear me. And you're going to get that. That's, that's like the downside. That's like insurance companies that want to jack up premiums because, oh, my God, some people have claimed. Yeah, because yeah, you might have to yeah, claim. Yeah. yeah, and they're running this thing where you've got, a, you got, you got an hour to eat. So you've got to go in. So you've got all the, the stress of, oh, let's have your money first. Go on, get down there, yeah? Um, and then when you're ordering drinks, though, that's different because they'll come over because they want some extra money. Yeah. They'll come over to you then and go, oh, hello, do you want some? Oh, can I get you some? And then they'll they'll go, I'm, honestly, this world's not up to scratch. Do they the give moment, you indigestion tablets on the way out? They're, yeah, they should do, shouldn't they? Do you, mate? Do you know, we're nearly, oh, God, we're at the first break and all we've talked about is food. It's food news. No, I mean, we've done a whole... Oh, dear. And everybody's right. sat at home being really hungry. Yeah, they probably are. Well, just remember which of the two buffets that I've been mentioning to go to. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> we won't be long. Who slew Auntie Rue is the whisper of death that stalks along shadowed corridors. Would everybody leave me all alone? Ed, Ed, who will be so lonely? Don't leave me. <laughs> Stay here. Aunt Rue is a witch. Home, sweet home, where creatures stalk the darkness, where fearful illusion ends and frightful reality begins. Say goodnight to Auntie Rue, kiddies. It's dead time. 
Don't miss Shelley Winters, Mark Lester, and Ralph Richardson, who will never tell, and the teddy bear who knew who slew Auntie Rue. Who slew Auntie Rue? Who slew Auntie Rue in color rated GP? Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Golly, I sound really awake this week. That's good, isn't it? That's good, because you weren't about an hour ago. No, I was asleep upstairs. Um, I've just not been... Uh, I've been trying to pull... I've, I've had a load of stuff to do. Yeah, but, but I don't know what you were doing in that room. No, I was trying to pull <laughs> a, uh, extra hours out of thin air the, last week, because I don't know why I'm in a bit more of a mess than I usually am at this point, which is... Hey, you know, it's be all right. We'll catch up, and we'll... Yeah. Every single issue, we try and make the best issue that we ever do, and this is the week that we would normally be missing out in back in bygone days when we didn't do every single week. But we're yep. trying to be good boys now. And We've not missed one since uh, January. No, that's it. We'll be uh, we're, we're we're sticking at it. But we are indeed about to enter the dark side of the moon, as I refer to it. Yeah. Which is uh, it's deadline weekend where we go into the office and we're there pretty much all weekend, and then the mag goes to print on Tuesday, and we collapse in a big heap in the corner. Yep, and then come in and do a show on the Wednesday. And then come in and do a show on the Wednesday. Yeah, that's a pain, that, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, uh, I love doing the show. It's just a... Yeah, it'd be nice if there was 24 hours in between, wouldn't yes. it? Because I, d- I just uh, I don't feel that dynamic then. But they don't want to know about that. They, you know, we've got a magazine on sale at the moment, Measure, which you've got is... A Misery Lights Company. Yeah. All right, well, you we've know. got enough company there, so... Yeah. So what? what's... what? It's our fantasy on four wheels issue, Mad Max, everything like that. Buy Fast, it. Fast and the Furious, bit of Hannibal in there because that's due back in June. Indeed, it's a great one. It is a great one, and you need to get it if you haven't already got it. Get it if you have already got it. Get some extra copies from some other people. Yeah, because it's going to be rare. Um, yeah, yeah, and don't. And if and you see us in the street, we might sign it for a tenner. Yeah, that'll devalue it for you, won't <laughs> it? See, a um, also. Like, thank you very much to all the people that uh, rated and uh, gave a little review on iTunes. It was good. Yes, I forgot you. my little list of names. I'll have to bring. I'll have to read them out next week and say thank you personally. But you, you guys know who you are, and it did help us a great deal. And if you can, if you are listening to the show, yeah, please subscribe. And if you can do a rating, that'd be really good. And for this show. Tonight, we would like you to email in a lot. Studio at fabradiointernational.com or Twitter. At 
It's Starburst underscore Mag. You'll see how it goes. We've got a couple of uh, tweets already. Have we? Yeah. Demonics, our good old friend Demonics. Oh, yes. Uh, Going back to the junk in the magazines. uh, Hashtag 80s ideas. Insert a scratch and sniff card into the magazine, which you can use during the show. Yeah, that'd be all right. That would, uh, yeah. That would scratch and sniff for the uh, the smelly warm studio. The smelly warm studio and the uh, yeah, we've already got a bad international buffet and a good international yeah, buffet and chicandos. Yeah, chicandos. Seriously, don't you? It, it, it just amuses me that people you try and ape something. That it's like you're putting something on a pedestal, and your pedestal in this case me, is Nando's. Me, me and Mounty loved that. We, the idea of it, we, we just couldn't believe it. it Chicandos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke J. Spafford Esquire. Oh yes. A good old friend of ours. Indeed. Is uh, he asks, did we like the new Jared Leto Joker or not? No. no. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, Oh, why not now? We'll, we'll do why it now. Because no, why not now? Why not now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then okay. we can do something sensible rather than yes. just ramble. Okay, here, here, here we go. I can see that there is somebody sat there thinking, well, this is cool and it's an interesting look, isn't it? And it's it's uh, a little emo and touch of uh, anarchist about it, a little bit punk. Uh, yeah, I get it and all that. Yeah, it's crap. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't suit the character. It's not. It's just being alternative for the sake of being alternative. They just. They just it just looks like someone who'd go in Satan's Hollow. On the, he yeah. looks like a Satan's Hollow customer. Reject. Yeah, a reject at that. Um, his teeth. Now, I didn't buy that. But the most important thing is, the Joker's not going to have something tattooed on him anyway. This is a guy who in the comic books just recently decided for a new look he cut his face off with a knife and then um, wear it as a mask that's the sort of person who would not go to a tattoo artist for a statement if he was going to do something like that he would get a knife and he would carve it into his skin because he's he'd more likely be a self-harmer you You've then got to go to the content of the tattoo as well, and he's put gone and scribbled damaged across his forehead. Come on, it's lame, isn't it? Yeah. It's weak sauce, man. It's weak sauce, and and that's all they can come up with. And not only that, you, I went into depth on the problems DC have got here, where they've now in this massive rush to create overnight a DC cinematic universe to rival Marvel's. They they are throwing all these movies out as quick as they can with all the characters they can cram into them and all the rest of it. And it's just not... I don't think this is going to work out for a number of reasons. Number one, Marvel Universe, why does it work? It works because they slowly introduced you over a period of a lot... a long period over a lot of films to a bunch of characters. You then got to see those characters over that period you got to see them grow and then when the idea of them teaming up together in the avengers it's like wow we're gonna see them all hanging out together brilliant um so then you're ready for that when it and it means something when you see that you saw the avengers the first time meant something a superhero team up like that um equally the suicide squad to do the suicide squad properly where people would give a monkeys and just not 
go, who's that guy? What's that guy? Who's this Captain Boomerang? Who's whatever? You you would have to have them in some other movies fighting. So, for example, if by now we'd have had a Wonder Woman movie, a Batman movie, that they're all being canon in the same universe, uh, um, a Superman movie that wasn't a pile of crap like that last <laughs> one, um, if you'd have had some of that, you'd have villains in there and then all of a sudden those villains are given a chance to redeem themselves and get mm. a pardon and join the Suicide Squad then all of a sudden you, you're like wow it's basically the Suicide Squad is the Dirty Dozen yeah. and and it's um, and it's it's kind of like it's the same thing as the Avengers only you've got, you got to team up with all the bad guys and there's more arguing and they're more likely to rip each other's throats out than the Avengers would to each other and it's a bit edgier so it means something but it doesn't mean something that you just do a Suicide Squad and throw all these characters in and you've got to see them at all and just remember we know who they are I'll be honest with you, there's one or two of these in in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie DC that I don't know who they are, and I'm a comic nutcase. So um, what's your guy in the street going to make of it? now? Well, especially when they've got some ridiculous version of it that they're not familiar with. Yeah, I know, and now we're going to get to the other problem that you've got. So not only have they not built up to this to the point where this is going to have a massive payoff, you've got a point where... You've got multiple versions now. You've got a a very clear TV DC universe. Mm. When I say very clear, you'd think it would be, but even that's not. You've got a TV uh, universe of Arrow and The Flash that's got quite a lot of these characters already in that we know. For example, the Flash that's going to be in the Justice League movie is not going to be the Flash that we will have been watching for three years on TV by that point. No. And he's and is a rating smash, so he's actually very popular with people. They that's what the Flash looks like to them now. Uh, don't matter that it started on TV. It's it's that's who he is. Um, and if you want to argue that point, George Reeves Superman. Everybody thought he was Superman. Yeah. You, if it's big enough and enough people are synonymous with with that, they, they, there's nothing you can do about it. You've got all of that, so you're going to have two versions of the Suicide Squad, two versions of various other things. That there's another Joker now turning up in this uh, Suicide Squad in um, in the movie. Uh, and then you want to make it even more confusing. DC have then green, greenlit, obviously it's currently being done, uh, the cosplay Supergirl series. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's not fitting in with this. It's not fitting in with Arrow. It's not fitting in with um, the movie, like no. Man of, the Man of Steel, the Cavell um, the version. Yeah. They're going to have some standing Superman who's not that Superman. So she's Superman's cousin, but not the cousin of the one that you're all going to be queuing up to see at the cinema. He probably won't even appear in it. Yeah. He'll be like, you know, oh, he's just left. Oh, you'll see. They, they, they've, they've, they've auditioned for a person of a particular. They don't have to be an actor. They just yeah, have to be just, six foot four, built like a. You'll probably see the back you know, of the red or something. Yeah, exactly. So you've got that, and then you and and you've got all of this confusion with all these different versions and then and then and then yo you throw it in you I can make it even more confusing for you Gotham there's oh, yeah. Gotham makes it even more confusing you got to build up the point at some point they'll be heading towards this Joker situation and uh, they will have well, yet another version they'll have another version of Joker so there'll probably be a Joker that's hanging round in um, I, I mean I I don't know I don't know what they're playing at. It's it's absolute bonkers. It's if diluting you want it... it for the fans, though. It's diluting it for the audience. Well, Marvel have done it right, and it sounds to me... I'm not one to come across like I'm some obsessive over what they've done. It's just that I recognise they've done a good business model. I see it as a businessman. I see it as a, fa- a comic book fan and a businessman. And if I was doing this, 
and it was my business. This is how I'd do it. And they did it fine. They took a property that didn't mean very much, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. They had a gamble with that and put a lot of money behind promoting it and get got a really charismatic main lead that was going to help. And then they st- they already in that added some of the ingredients and then built from there built slowly then give you the Avengers then they're going on then they bring in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV and Agent Carter and they all link in they don't link in to the point where if you don't watch them you're missing out loads of stuff Um, but they link in enough so every single thing to do with Marvel that's coming up on TV that's coming up on the cinema so you're not going to see two different versions of summer. If you, uh, there was a cameo from Lady Sif out of the four movies in yeah. about with so many weeks back, Agents. Yeah, it's the same actress playing yeah. the same part, and it all makes sense. Coulson, if he turns up in the movies again, it'll be the same guy, and Coulson himself is the same guy now that was in the the Avengers. Yeah, you, all of this hangs together, and. It's a very unique experiment, this, but it's one that's worked so yeah. far. I'm not saying it'll work forever because I've already said that the agent uh, we'll get we'll have a chat about at the Avengers Age of Ultron later yeah. in the show. But we're already heading to a point where Age of Ultron, for example, for for a, somebody new, brand new as a jump on point, if that was the first movie they saw, I think they'd find it quite confusing. But this is what the world of comic books is like. So yeah. they have succeeded in what they're trying to do because they after a while, it and... yeah, after a while with multiple crossovers into different comic books, um, a newcomer to a comic book would open it up and find it confusing. Mm. And that's why they do the oft, often do these reboots now to try and grab. New they assume on board. that they will end up buying the back issues. Hmm. So they'll, they'll expect and, people to go and yeah. seek and, out and, the old and, films. Well, I, I was speaking to my son tonight, and he, he he's seen most of the Marvel movies, but he missed the Winter Soldier. Hmm. And um, and that's the problem with it, as you say. You got, and that seems to be the pivotal one, really. Uh, that, that, hmm. The Avengers Age of Ultron is not so much a sequel to uh, the Avengers as hmm. it's a, a, a direct sequel to Captain America the Winter Soldier hmm. and if you haven't seen Captain America the Winter Soldier you won't know what's going on really but having said that with all that, those misgivings that's that's natural that will happen when you're constructing a universe where everything's taking place in one yeah. uh, one place and everybody's the same and same st- ongoing story it's the Marvel Universe story, and yeah. they have the, the story of the the whole thing. Like, is there a shield? Is there not a shield? And, well, there was references know. in the Daredevil series. There was, yeah. you know, yeah. Every single thing they've done, it all hangs together. Mm. But, but DC, there are there's about four different universes there now. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's a long answer to your question. But if um, to if I want to put it into uh, yeah, one word, uh, bollocks, really. But, um, I don't know whether you've came across it. Is, uh, you're aware of the idiot name of uh, Perry's Hilton? The Not what? Perry's Hilton. I know who Perry's Hilton is, Not yeah. Paris. No, per- I know who Perry's per- Hilton is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on his website, he's claiming that that's not the way the Joker's going to look. Well, would, oh yeah, because he's one of these insiders, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, because um, apparently he's got uh, photos of them checking out uh, raw footage on someone's phone, because I'm sure the actors would do that and be allowed themselves to be photographed oh, from behind. Um, he, he's, and he's not got all the tattoos on well, this, he got, that and the other. Well, he got himself into trouble the other day, because that Bruce Jenner sort of... 
um, confirmed to everybody that he was going through a gender crisis at last. He came clean, even though all the papers have been going on about it for a long time. And, uh, yeah, he was one of the first sticking the boot in. I mean, to say the guy is is a dick is an understatement. Well, yeah, if you anybody so watched any of the that. Big Brother series last time, the celebrity one, he was on that. He was an absolute knobhead. Oh, do you? Is that, you watch all that, that do you? That was a guilty pleasure, but... Guilty pleasure. A, a guilty guilt. unpleasure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I find I never got. I never got Big Brother. I never got any of them. I think the celebrity ones probably more interesting because you see is, personalities I mean, I, I, going I, I, off the rails. But, yeah, I, I don't watch the ones with the non-entities. The non-entities are well. The people that are in that are, are the, the the literally the people that I would avoid in yeah, life. They just they are. They're so attention-seeking. Yeah. Well, they're so... attention-seeking big mouths with loads to say, with very little knowledge And they head. just want a career basically not doing anything, just being famous. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are like nowadays. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's Hence depressing. Hence X Factors, Britta's Got No Talent, and all these other shows. Saturday night. Yeah. That's Saturday night. This is why I'm, I'm not. You used to be the A team. I'm not Saturday in Saturday night. nights. I'm, I'm never in Saturday nights. If I'm in. If I'm in. If I'm at home on Saturday night, it's because I'm ill, and I mean really ill. You know, because because I think if I had a leg hanging off, I'd probably just sever it completely, stitch it up, and then drag myself out of the house. I can't yeah. stand Saturday night TV. Um, it's just, other than Doctor Who being on, it's not worth it and, and even and that even it depends then, yeah. it's a bit hit and miss sometimes <laughs> isn't it uh, at the moment um, yeah bloody hell so yeah Suicide Squad's the Joker we covered that one well didn't we oh yeah. do you know um, Frank Miller's announced also is another follow up to The Dark Knight Returns um, you know that there was a, you know he did a sequel oh yeah. yeah 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 um, did you see it at all no. right got to say it now his third book's going to be called Dark Knight 3 The Master Race the second one the follow up to Dark Knight Returns and the problem with this is Dark Knight Returns if ever you read a comic book that it is the best ending you could hope for you know it's one of them endings that you can, I know it's tempting to go back to the well yeah yeah. but it was such a good book and that that is one of the few books where I I don't like the zeitgeist me and when everybody's going on about something and it gets built up to something that it's not I mean Watchmen's a very very important comic I'd say seismically important but I think that that is still it's slightly overrated by yeah. how it's how it's held by some people um but I don't think the Dark Knight Returns um is I think the Dark Knight Returns was a game changer and the artwork was fantastic the the script the the story everything's perfect but and it ushered in a lot of the Elseworld stuff after that. I mean, stuff like Red Sun, where you've got yeah. Ray lands in Russia, not Kansas. You know, the Superman, brilliant. Um, but my God, that that sequel that he did to it, uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again, was it? Um, <laughs> the uh, oh dear, the artwork was terrible. Honestly, I'm not well, joking. I'm sorry to say it. I I I felt Frank Miller's great. Um, Love most of the stuff he's done. I thought that sequel was crap. So when I heard he's doing a third one, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? I mean, even in, in that second one, do you know how, how cool it was to have that Kelly Carey as, as a female Robin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, well, he turned her into, he put her in a dodgy, sort of fetishist, sort of um, Catwoman suit 
in the in the mm. so he was a bit he was a bit some weird odd beats going on mm. yeah I, did, I didn't like it at all um the artwork was terrible it looked like it's scribbled together at the last minute um i just didn't like it at all i don't know anybody else sees something good in that that i didn't maybe i'm wrong yeah, maybe I just some didn't hipsters like it. will like it yeah so uh, we got a third one to look forward to so obviously my first question is 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 it going to be drawn properly <laughs> oh it's a silly thing to say isn't it but you know you'd like yeah, to think so that is important it's one of the reasons i stopped reading comics you know, because the, the artwork became far too stylized and well yeah but but can i just say this and i'll throw this out here um everybody's uh, there's certain artists in certain styles that you can look at and i think late 80s into early to mid 90s there was a certain phase where there was a certain look and I think some of them comics look terrible now. Yeah. And I kind of just say, sacrilege, it's like I'm trying to kill sacred cows here. <laughs> I'm not. Like, the bloody artwork with uh, stuff like Sandman's not great when you look at it now. No. The story's immense. I mean, you carried along with the story and you ignore it, but the artwork's not great. Just no. saying. And I mean, some of these so-called epic monolith books that that comic books that are held like on a on a pedestal some yeah, of the I mean, arts some really... of the ones that that took over spider-man ended up being really awful eric uh, larson larson, was... larson i don't write at yeah. all uh even mcfarlane when you look back at them they're not very good yeah but it's mcfarlane though isn't it he mm. was the ditko of his day yeah. if you see what i mean because ditko's weird it's I, weird I, artwork. But that, that is what sort of drew me into the comics then. That oh, simple yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of, you know. But I think I think I think I'd, if you compare Larson to, to him, Larson's just really poor artist and I just think that McFarlane's incredibly stylized to the point of you it's Marmite with yeah. if you like that you'll love Spawn, you'll love everything he does. If I you're not a massive I prefer, fan I prefer his spawn to mm, Spider Man. The colours were better in that. Yeah. I think the problem is you do you know Spider-Man looks a certain way and yeah. when he came along and did that people freaked out I mean my god it, it led to him doing a new comic book a version starting at number one just yeah. to have Matt his Farland, version yeah. his version you know it was big at the time anyway before we go for a break we've got a an email off uh, Naomi um, hi there uh, that's a crazy voice well it's this voice thing going on I did I that at the end last week and oh I stop it did um, anybody get the uh, the little extra easter egg last if week they, if they listened to the end of the show after <laughs> the uh, music and all that I'd finished at the end but yeah we sort of I realised what I'd done you see um, I started listening to the show a couple of weeks ago via podcast really enjoying it can we have more pubcasts this, they're not the only person we've had loads of people say that I'm always up yeah. for that because yeah. I'm an alcoholic so. well there you go <laughs> <laughs> I watched the trailers for the Ant-Man movie last week wondered what Starburst take on it and whether there was any more gossip on it keep up the good work it's making me laugh in the library at uni and helping me with a very painful essay Naomi from Brighton oh. that's where Des comes from our honorary editor in chief yeah, it's nice in Brighton it is it's a good, it's a good place isn't it um, our take on Ant-Man I, me and Martin haven't actually discussed it I I think that trailer looks looks really good yeah the second trailer was great yeah my favourite bit is the toy train the train the that's, that was uh, that, that, genius, that, that, that made it? me lol it's genius <laughs> that bit that, that really amused me that did 
No, I, th- I think it could be. I don't want to stick my neck out, but it could be a, another winner. And one thing, like say, it looks like I'm I'm on commission with Marvel. Yeah, but if they only. Do, they they're doing. They're not playing it safe. No, they they've got something that's working that they could just keep doing these box standard superheroes, but. Guardians of the Galaxy, that was a gamble. Yeah. And it was a box office behemoth. Yeah. Um, a mainstream hit. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ant-Man. Ant-Man, this is a, a weird no, idea. When they announced that, I, I rolled my eyes. It was awful. Yeah, awful idea. Yeah. But Well, I, I was st- I was all right with it because Edgar Wright was, was on board. And when he left, I thought, oh, God, this yeah, isn't but, looking but good, but is it? Yeah, but by the looks of it, it's, it might be the right decision for him not to be in it. Oh, yeah, we'll see, won't we? Well, we'll find out, that's for certain. Anyway, we we need to uh, see. I don't think she's on the news tonight. I'm not sure. I didn't hear her before. I but... thought she was earlier, no. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Well, you can have some boring, normal news, and we'll be back with you right after this. Meet Black Jack. Jiving Jack Lynch. What he does under others, he does in style. Black Jack. The rude dude who blew all the gold out of Fort Knox and spread the bread around. See George Stanford Brown star of the rookies as Black Jack. He's got the man on the pan and he's going to fry him good. Black Jack, rated PG. Tiger Lounge, the bar that's home to all things kitsch. 5 Cooper Street, Manchester. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to... Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International and we've got tons of emails so Yay. I guess we'd better get chomping away like Pac-Man yes, and those power pills <clears throat> indeed, oh the um, that that movie where the uh, video games characters, Pixel Pixel, yeah um, the, with the, and the, you have the creator of Pac-Man in it and everything mm. Yeah. So I, I, hadn't, I, was, uh, I hadn't seen the trailer till the other day, it was yeah, really it actually looks quite good doesn't yeah, it, it looks interesting yeah um, hello, chaps. This is Ed Fortune. Hello, hello Ed. Ed. <laughs> like twins, weren't we then? Wasn't that cute? We've been lied to by the movies. Where is my delicious Soylent Green? Well, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we've had it at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, if we. You we, do know what it is, though, don't you, Ed? Yeah, we know what it is. It's, <laughs> it's people from Ashton. <laughs> That's what it is. We rambled on about Jared Leto on the Stabbers Butworm podcast and came to the conclusion they want to make the killing joke but don't have the guts to do it properly. Personally, I reckon you could drop Cesar Romero's Joker into any Batman movie and it'd be quite powerful and frightening. Take care, Ed. It yeah, would be want... now because he's been dead for about 20 well, years. Well, it would, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but what what do you make about that that tash, though, that they didn't make him shave that I tash I thought that off? was brilliant. No, it wasn't that they didn't make him, he just refused. I know he refused. <laughs> this is what I know, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, but, you, yeah. but, like, that would be a deal-breaker now. If you yeah. had a guy and you went, right, shave your head. Yeah, you do whatever, and, you know, you don't get the gig, but they obviously, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, killing Joe, you see, problem is with that, the killing joke, that he's just going to be in the Suicide Squad, and they can't really tell that story, because Batgirl's not, not around and in it, is she? So, I don't know what they're playing at but I get what you're saying I think they were going for that look but hey mm. we're, we're trying for that a lot at the moment aren't we like in the Batgirl comic book and the, the cover being yanked but yeah, yeah we, which you can read all about yeah. in their latest issue yeah. Every everybody loves the Gillian Joker because he's he's, a, he's the probably the sickest version of, of the characters to date you know yeah. with the stuff he did it was even insinuated that he uh, 
He, he uh, bummed Commissioner Gordon, dressed him up and gave him a C and two. Well, that's weird, isn't it? Each to their own. Yeah, no. I only I only realised that late when I read it later on. I didn't read when I first read it. I didn't get that at all. I didn't even. I wasn't totally convinced he'd done naughty things with Batgirl. Totally. I did, I thought he was just saying that he took the photos as a bit of a mind game. But then I read it again and I thought, oh no, he has took the photos. Mm. Ooh dear. Right, Mac Philip. Oh Mac, this is a long one. Um, <laughs> to give the Avengers even a fighting chance, Whedon has to keep Ultron in shackles like a robotic Harrison Bergeron. He makes Ultron fond of small talk and sentimentally attached to the human form. We know what killer robots look like and they don't look like Ultron. They look like predator drones. Ultron doesn't back himself up conscientiously either. He's not even fully wireless. Several times we see him tethered by what looks like ethernet cables. He pulls his punches, never mind trying to hack the world's nuclear arsenal. Why doesn't he hack the Avengers jet? Surely there are a couple of zero day flaws in the firmware or never mind that he ought to hack Iron Man's suit. A real Ultron would be completely distributed and systematic the way real life supervillains are. Climate change, Ebola, political inertia. Uh, economic inequality, you co- couldn't smash them with Force Hammer, or you could, but it wouldn't do any good. That would be truly scary, but not nearly as much fun to watch. Uh, yeah, that's a t- that's a certainly a, a, a bit deeper than I went with the movie. Yeah. Tony Hall says, I really think, yeah, I'm trying to read it, it's a bit complicated, that's how it's laid out on email. Tony Hall, I really think you people, uh, oh, overcomplicate things. Films about enjoyment, the new Avengers is enjoyable, end of. Okay, Tony, little, little thing to point out. I'm a presenter on a radio show reviewing movies, so I, I, I'm sort of paid to overcomplicate things. Yeah, I. If we it, just said good know, or bad, it would be a short. Yeah, show. that 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 is it. I'm glad you like it, but you don't know what we think because we're not going to tell you till about another half hour. If so, we remember, if we remember, now we will. We'll go on about <laughs> it later. Um, Joanne, good afternoon, my new English friends. Oh, God, you sound like a leprechaun. I was <laughs> reading that, didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah, she's from Ireland. I know, but she's not. She's from Tampa, USA. So, yeah, so you're not a leprechaun. No. Nope. So that's good. Uh, well, not that I don't... I've, I've no problem with Keep leprechauns. I've been, <laughs> hey, I've been to the National Leprechaun Museum. Right, what have I got in my top pocket? A little leprechaun. No. You don't, Do you not know? I always carry oh, yeah, yeah. the leprechaun. <laughs> it's the token I got from the National Leprechaun Museum and I carry it with me and I rub it when I play cards. And then the coin as well. Oh, dear me. Enjoy your show, Joe, living in Tampa, USA. That was him, Joe. And it's nice to Thank have you. Thank you very much. Yes, it's it's good. Um, and is, is this Hazel from last week? H.T. Thompson, I think it is. Just read an amazing article in The Guardian called Seven Soviet Sci-Fi Films Everyone Should See. I wondered if your magazine ever covered Soviet sci-fi films before. We cover a lot of stuff. I mean, we go into a lot of detail. I mean, you're in horror obscura, don't yeah. we, with some more obscure horrors. I would like to go deeper with... Obviously, you understand that we're in a, a commercial situation... And what I like to do is cover the main stuff that everybody wants us to cover that are buying the magazine for. But I do put a lot of stuff like that in. But we try to have an in to sort of educate people and and point them in the right direction Mm. for other things. See, so you say educate, oh, it comes across as a bit pompous. No, but... But it's a real... No, I'm saying it it is actually... It's it's like a... Yeah. Because some people will never have heard of half the stuff I I write about. I read... I read... um, I watched... 
some horror films and some and watched the first sci-fi and some movies I'd never seen before because of reading uh, Starburst when I was a child. Yeah, but that's yeah. how we got into it. So, so, so there they, was no commerciality back so, yeah, in the days. No, I mean, so I, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to have a look up, look that up. Seven Soviet sci-fi films, everyone should see. Yeah, but I love I actually. Yeah, Soviet cinema. It's under underrated. I've yeah, seen some, some great stuff. stuff. I know, seriously. Um, Tarek Fatar. By far the best time for comic artists was the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. I think that applies to music as well and just design in general. Tarek, I, I, I don't agree with that. not a hundred. Oh, you would, wouldn't you, with the music bit? Wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you would. Because I still your, look like your, him in that. Your, your Nirvana that that you wish had never gone away. That isn't it? I uh, mean, no, that's not the sixties. No, 70s. 70s. Early 70s. Yeah, but don't, don't bring Nirvana into it. That was the 90s. No, Nirvana. You're very funny. You got okay. me confused. <laughs> right. Um, comic book artists, I, can't, I think I would have to agree. You know, people like, you know, um, Gene Colan and, and, like you say, Dick Coes and all yeah. that. These are really distinctive art styles, aren't they, that, that wouldn't work now. No. And, but, God, they work then, you know. Yeah, and it, it was... Um, it's got that nostalgia feel to it that you just don't want to give up on. Yeah. Um, Anonymous says... Uh, you have been hacked. Quachativ. <laughs> Q-A-R-C-H-A-T-I-V. Okay. I think That's that, nice. is, that is anonymous, the I group. Don't, I re- you know when you say, I, I don't know what to say? I yeah. literally don't know what to say. Um Paul Roper, I am in my late 40s and looking back, DC Comics were far superior in many ways. I wonder why that didn't work on the movie front. All that all that happened, I reckon, Paul, is that the um, it was an unfortunate situation, this. Uh, if you think about it, DC were the first to get anywhere in the movies mm. with, uh, with Superman. Superman the movie. Yeah. And Superman 2 was arguably the first time you ever saw a superhero, supervillain battle on the big screen. Yeah. Anytime. And, and with no CGI, with real practical effects, throwing cars everywhere, very yeah. impressive Just stuff. string. Um, all that's happened here is Marvel uh, were limited with what they could do because they've flogged some of the best stuff. Yeah. Uh, DC didn't. DC kept all their titles and they got the rights to every character. Marvel wanted to, didn't want to make movies, but wanted to make money out of movies. So they yeah, but they were the going on. bump, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, so. and it, that was it. So what they did, they, uh, I think it's the same thing as I find in business sometimes, where you, when you're in a tight spot, you get creative, don't you? And they're in a tight spot. They didn't have all the rights they wanted. So what did they do? They put, they try and make something out of Iron Man, which they did. Well, um, it was Blade that they started off with. Oh, Blade, absolutely. Yeah, yeah which yeah, uh, yeah. which was a big surprise success. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, and I just think it's luck. Uh, I, I think the only thing I've got to say is that DC were very, mm-hmm. very late in addressing what they what they saw going on. I don't think they thought that Iron Man was a problem to them when it came out. Mm. I don't think they started to wake up to this until they started to get Joss Whedon working on the Avengers and they thought, oh, God, this is actually good. It's going to work out. They probably thought that was off-putting to people to have all this cross-cutting between movies and that, but it hasn't worked like that. What's happened is people are seeing these as a six-monthly movie. It's almost like watching a, 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 a movie called Marvel. Yeah, that's that's out every six months, isn't it? Really, yeah, when you think about it, and it and and every every different one will showcase different characters, and every now and again they all team up. That's, it'd be similar to watching you know. the Benny Hill show every sort of like they'd have a quarter and they'd have four a year, and yeah, 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 it's just like that. Yeah. 
just exactly the same, <laughs> no difference and all. But that's what I think. And I, deep, but my only criticism, I'm not, I wouldn't have this much of an axe to grind. I will say that I have got an axe to grind over Man of Steel because that was um, that was a waste of money and yeah. it didn't deliver on any level. And I can't believe they thought that that would entertain. And I don't, be- I can't believe that they'd take a character that's that ingrained in the public consciousness and modernised by all means, but turn him into an absolute douchebag. And, and it just went it, against everything that yeah, you believed about the character. It was awful. And that that was their beginning of their DC universe. They yeah. decided and it was we're going to build a misstep. From there. Yeah. That, you know, they've got I mean, a long way to crawl up. Yeah, it is. And, and I, my point is this though, it's a bit late to start that type catch up that quick. What will happen is what happens when you rush something. It's yep. a mess, yep. and and to they've tried to shoe on every character, but the everything but the kitchen sink's being thrown into this Batman versus Superman. And let's have it right: getting the two mythologies together in one film, Batman and Superman, that's a biggie. Yeah, you know, and that I think it's get already getting diluted with all these other characters. And why do you need to see Wonder Woman? Why do you need to see them? Ah, well, it's because they're getting ready for the Justice League movie. Yeah, well, but the they're cl- going the closing the name, isn't it? Yeah, so. well, they're going to the Justice League movie with. A, a crap Superman film that nobody liked or a few people liked but certainly not the big comic book fans um, the second uh, they, they've got a Superman versus Batman um, with loads of other characters in and then you've got a Justice League movie mm. that's 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 if you see how quick that is yeah it can't possibly work as well. Denji's on, and he's got fuck, 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 wankers. Oh, it's nice to see you expanding your vocabulary, Denji. Um, has uh, he put commas in that? Yeah, one? no, no, he's he not. Exclamation That's points. the next step, right? In between all of the fucks, you just put a little comma, and then you could, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an alternative. At the end, after the last fuck, you could put a dash, so it goes fuck, 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 fuck. Wankers and it, and then put put an exclamation mark after yeah, wankers yeah, actually yeah, as well. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah, you coming on though? I'll give I'll give you yeah. that. Oh, it's taken a while. David Geldard, hi guys. Loved the latest issue. Even Thank my you. wife read it. That is a good thing to say. <laughs> but even my wife read it. It's a bit. I hope she's not listening to this. Um, and said how good it was and better than the other sci-fi mags. See, she said that. Yeah. What's she? Hey. What's she doing reading other sci-fi matches? She probably reads them in W.H. Smith. I hope so. <laughs> you check out that she's not paying for them, David. Seriously. Yeah, have a I'm look not. under your bed, make yeah. sure they're not being hidden away like yeah. all the other mucky magazines. Yeah. One, have you any knowledge of the Doctor Who missing episodes, Omni Rumour? Do you think there's any help back? And two, what did you guys reckon to Dave, Peter Davison as a Doctor? And have you any favourites from that era? Cheers, David. Uh, number one, um, I think it's a, a load of crap. I think a load of Doctor Who fans have got themselves all worked up. Um, are there any episodes in the pipeline that haven't quite been retrieved? Possibly, yeah. We've obviously covered the Morris guy and spoke to him a, a lot, and we have contacts with him, and in particular, JR's very friendly with him. JR Southall, our Doctor Who. Uh, who I keep saying it. Huru. Huru, yeah, it's a difficult one, that. Um, and... I'll be honest, I find it hard to swallow that they've found every single... The rumour is that they've found every single episode that's missing, they've got all of them, and they're just sat on them cynically waiting to release them bit by bit to make as much money as possible. I think that's crap. I think that no matter when they release, if they had them, if they released them they'll all at money. once, they would still all sell. They'll make money. If they released every single one of them now and they all appeared to download on iTunes yeah. tonight, 
they'd all they'd make the biggest pile of cash you've ever seen. So why would they not? I, that's my opinion. Um, Peter Davison, I liked as the Doctor. I thought he was good. He was nice seeing somebody a bit uh, vulnerable and all that. And I've got to say, Peter Davison's a really, really good actor. He's uh, he's good because uh, I I met him and um, he comes across as a really nice person in the in the TV show, doesn't he? Yeah. So that um, that must mean he's a good actor. He is a great actor. Um, Favourites from that era, I actually loved, uh, I think his uh, departure from the show in Caves of Adrazani was, uh, the last episode was the most touching one of the regenerations, I thought he made a proper sacrifice and I, I loved that last story, Caves of Adrazani, um, thought that was really good. Um, the one that made big impact on me because I was really young was I was a bit shocked when Adric got blown to bits in Earthshock, that was another one that I remember. Yeah, well, I'd stop watching it. it really by then. Oh, you! Yeah. What a sort of you! You have these moods, don't you? I these, know. these phases. <laughs> it. It's what it's what it's this rock. This, I, this, dis- I discovered this music rock. by then. Yeah, yeah. It's this rock, rock, rock fan, rock, rock um, aficionado stuff, isn't it? You're mm. too particular about stuff. And um, sigh and shell, just been. Just been turned on to your station. I thought you said just been turned on by (laughs) your station. I was going to say it can't be this show. Uh, Just been turned on to your station by my bud in St. Pete's. Oh yeah, the um, yeah because we're on Rhino uh, while I'm on 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 Thursday with Paul Ripley doing the Mancunian Candidates, which you can listen to on on Rhino online. Um, Love the station. Can I buy your Mac here or do I have to subscribe? Science Shell tuning in via TuneIn, Miami, USA. Well, you can get us from... Um, Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. And you can get us direct or by ordering it off the, off the, off website. the website. The postage is a bit pricey, but that's out of yeah. our hands. Um, my suggestion would be if you have any tablet device whatsoever, if you're living in America, a very cheap fix because it's only about one ninety nine. Um, you can get it online. We where you can just go on to um, Magster. Magster and get it if you do a search on uh, any of the stores on you know any tablet device you should be able to find us and download our app and then you can get us without any postage yep but it's, it doesn't beat having direct, something nice direct. in your hand oh, and then you can have the mag as well yeah and then subject when will you ever play anything decent like the roses or real mag music the mondays um, when we time travel back to the Guns early and roses? 90s probably Guns and Roses. Oh, I don't know. Stone Roses, I think that's referring to. The worst roses. band ever. Oh, you're on form tonight, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> you're on form, you might see all the people turning off now. No, and I know people who know people who know, and they're rubbish. What does that mean? <laughs> does What does that even mean? And then you get an I know people. Well, I know. Am I supposed to one up you now? Yeah. Oh, I know people who know people who know people who know people. Yeah, who know. Well, my people know more people than your people yeah. know. Oh, dear me. So, hey, look, that music was good then. So it's played in fab a lot. It's played, it's played everywhere in Manchester, da-da-da. But, you know, we're a movie magazine and they, it's never been used in movies, that stuff. There was some of it in The World's End. Oh, you're opening the door now, though, aren't you now? <laughs> I have to put it on now. Anyway, let's do some news. We've got, we've got, yeah. we've got a break in like three minutes. Right, quick one then. Quick one. Let's have a quick one. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, uh, there's an auction tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Vectis, 
the ones who did the uh, the big Star Wars toys and yeah, yeah. sold the Boba Fett for 18 grand. 18 grand. Bloody uh, hell. They've got another one tomorrow, uh, which... It's it's all sort of toys, our sort of stuff. This posters. But and you things. told me a story about this one. Is, is this is the one yep, this, where it's come from? The well, this what is, is the it po- again? This is the point of what I'm trying to say. We're, yep. not, we're not just plugging them for the sake of it. It's it's a fascinating story. That the majority of the, the the lot has come from a toy shop that closed down in 2009. Uh, it was a 70 year old, 70 year old toy shop, family run business. Uh, closed down, boarded up. They've come to obviously sell the building or whatever, yeah. and they found pallets and pallets of ties, boxed. Some of them not great condition boxes, but you know. One could almost say pallet toys. Boom! Oh, <laughs> you, now you're getting into it. Now I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm rubbing off on you. Oh god! And not in that way. Right. But yeah, it's it's a great little story. I mean, because we God, we, we all we would, want... we would love to have you just discover that building that's got you know. Oh, time has I forgot. Had, I had a dream, uh, not a dream like physically. I had the dream. I always had it in my head when I was a kid that wouldn't it be ace if you moved house and then you were uh, had a lot. You were just poking about because we had an attic um, where I lived with my grandma and. Um, Upstairs, you know, she'd put stuff up there, and I always thought, Oh, wouldn't it be ace? I've got a house, and then I, I came in, and, and someone had put their comic collection up there in the yeah. attic, and it, it was all all the Marvel comics, DC comics, all from number ones up to 100 of some, yeah, like they'd just been there for 30 years, and they were all perfect, yeah. That's that's everybody's dream, that is. I'd love that, but this... in fact, I'd buy them all put them in the house and then buy the house and come in and just to have that experience experience yeah Yeah. but could you imagine being you know opening this shop and going wow there's six million dollar man figures in the box and all the star wars as his rubber um what's corroded corroded it doesn't corrode does it is it it melt or is it no it's uh, um rot yeah right it's a word that means rot yeah Emailing. What happens to <laughs> what happens to rubber when it gets? Oh god, grief! Yeah, we like Ken, like, have a look in your uh, yeah. wallet. Yeah, find out for his that, that, that condom that you bought fifteen years ago. Yeah, what's it now? Yeah, perished. <laughs> perished. Perished. That's the word. Right. As 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 the six million dollar man's arm perished though. I'm sure it has. The boxes are a bit rough, but um, but it, you know they look good condition. Too bit rough. Bloody hell! You know you've got to think about what you what it is, though, haven't you? But but there's loads of carded Star Wars figures. There's a boxed Millennium Falcon. It looks amazing. Yeah. So this is all tomorrow, is it? Have you got do yeah. you, any details? Uh, can we just can they just get there through the website? It is ours. You can go through our website. There's a story on there. Uh, it's vectis.co.uk off the top of my head, I okay. think. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I've got... 10.30am in the morning. Okay, 10.30am, so get up early. Um, get up about 8 o'clock, so you've got a time to spend yep. an hour reading all the all the stuff that's all over starburst.com, yeah. starburstmagazine.com, and then you can follow that link and buy loads of stuff. And it doesn't matter about the money. Um, you might have bills, you might have stuff you need to pay, but yeah, it doesn't matter. But, but owning a Star Wars figure on card yeah. it means more just than get that. Get some toys, get some toys sorted, and there's That's, some some fabulous posters. Yeah, you uh, just you need to you need to get some toys sorted. But we um we need to go for a quick one now, uh, and, and then uh, we'll have a break, and we will indeed be back soon. 
The most fantastic weapon of all time is the flying guillotine. Few men have ever been able to operate this death-dealing device, and only one was the master of the flying guillotine. Seymour Bordy and Associates presents The Master of the Flying Guillotine, filmed in Super Cinevision, rated R, Master of the Flying Guillotine. One sure way to get ahead. Starburst Magazine, issue 412. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. Across the world, the real alternative. FabRadioInternational.com and welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And he is that guy. He's great. That growling guy. It bothers me. Uh, it's you, isn't it? No, it's not, that's not <laughs> me at all. I wish I could do that. But it's like across the world. He's like See, just he's... really angry, isn't he? It's got a real problem. Um, Brian Ascot has emailed in. He says, as you may be aware, I've listened to your station and your show for over 12 months now. And I email him when I feel the urge. Ooh. Yeah, well, he's obviously feeling the urge now. Fantastic. Um, I thought I was listening to a totally independent radio station. However, on the forum today, I was told you are owned by the Global Media Group. Is this true? As I wondered how an online station could be so pro. Regards, Brian. Man alive. No, we're, we are a, a an independent company. Um, it's, uh, it's in well, a bit in the interest of transparency. Starburst is involved in it. I'm involved in it as a person. Um, it's it's more like a, it's like a co-op. Um, it's not except it's, we've not got yeah. any milk. Yeah, we've no milk. Yeah, no, we're not owned by. I wish we were owned by a global media company of some kind. That would be really useful. But no, we are independent, and that is why we can say whatever we want and do whatever we want. And that's that's yeah. not a bad way to be. And if you want to send on the forum that you saw this on, so we can have a laugh. Yeah, no, that that's really. We might join in. I am flattered that 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 we are perceived to be professional. Well, you know what they say: the the worst thing about being talked about is is not being talked about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I understand that. Yeah, Roger Bysell thought I would email in and join your show. Roger, thank you, Roger. Thank you. It's nice that you. It's nice to know that you you are there each week. That is is good. And it used to be, uh, it used to be that he he was in um, in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then because uh, I want to go over there, you see, to Brooklyn, and uh, you know. Yeah, well, I've got friends in New York. I'm, I do intend yeah. to visit one day. So. Oh, is 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 uh, David Cunningham? I have a huge Star Wars collection. Do you want to buy it? <laughs> is it boxed? Is it on cards? Are they unpunched? There's an invitation. No, I, we, I think our our office we, we're full of we're full of Star Wars at the moment, are we? Yeah. But yeah, you want to you want to do an auction? That's what you want to do. You want to do yeah. one of these? Get hold of Vectis and, yeah. and see what they'll. Uh... Yeah. Oh, and and Dan says that's more like it. Proper music. <sighs> God, oh dear. Never mind. It's all right. Anyway. Yeah, it's good job he wasn't listening to what we what I was saying about it. Oh no, Martin's not a fan of some of this dance. Yeah. But, but you know, it pops up in movies. It's on soundtracks. That's I fair quite, enough. I yeah. quite like it. Yeah, I was just saying before we went on the yeah, Guardian film podcast. This could lead us into uh, a quick a quickie on the Avengers: Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah, um, yeah. 
the uh, I, I come across it because I thought, oh, I'll have a listen to this. It's Guardian Film Podcast, just for a bit, bit of whatever. Um, yeah, that's a new, uh, you know, this the Seven Rings of Hell, Dante's. Yeah, yeah. this is a uh, that an eighth one. This this, <laughs> this podcast. This is it's absolutely unbearable. You know, like I don't like some of them where they're so boring and they go on. And I hate, I hate the ones where I also hate the ones where they're all, oh, we're crazy, aren't we? <laughs> uh, they're just all trying to be Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, I, and not I the hate actor. them as well. Um, yeah, it's one of them things. I just can't stand it. This one, this is the absolute pits. You've got them there, literally just laughing and mocking any film that more than four people are going to the cinema to see. Yeah, right. And that, and I mean really mocking. So they, yeah, the unfortunate thing is, I chose the uh, one where they're going on about Avengers: Age of Ultron to uh, wet my whistle. Yeah, and I had a listen. And what what they, you wouldn't believe are going on about it, and they're all but they they're starting off from a standpoint of clearly this movie's beneath us. Yeah, right, okay. And then they all go, well, you know, it's kind of entertaining. You'll have to remember that these things are for children. You know, these these yeah. things, yeah. And then the woman is the worst one. I don't know her name. I I'm assuming that she's a lady of ad, sort of advancing sort of years. Uh, either that or she's a boring old fart that needs to uh, yeah she's probably she's probably in her 20s and she's trying to act like she she knows more she acts like a boring arsehole yeah Um, but more importantly judgmental and condescending uh, on a level where I don't understand why anyone would listen to this and find it uh, informative or entertaining because it's just four people trying to impress their out amazing knowledge, yeah, out, yeah. But there, uh, she started going at one point, and the guy goes, "Oh yes, well, you know, you have to remember it's in for children." And she goes, "Yes, clearly, uh, eight-year-old children." Yeah, and then they all had a big laugh. That's then, so you know. funny because it's yeah. a twelve A. Yeah, it's a twelve A. Yeah, this is this mm. is what I mean. So yeah, on on that one, yeah, Guardian Film Podcast, check it out. Seriously, check check out the their review of of the event. See, I'm I'm whipping up trade for these guys yeah. now. I'm getting people be subscribing. No, don't subscribe. Just listen. Um, and then rate them one and star. Rate them, rate, oh, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> they've got, they, it's only been on in a few weeks and they've got 80 odd reviews and their average is appalling. It's, <sighs> there's loads of one star reviews on there because they come across so, so patronising yeah. and annoying and you, you want to put your fist straight through the speaker. I'd never get sick of punching her. You see, it, so like, that's a terrible thing to say, isn't it? But I just, yeah, I <laughs> know. I mean, and it's just that, you know, a, a, a metaphorical version of her, that is. Mm. No, she makes you so angry, though, you want to put your fist through the speaker. You see, but we, we do that, but we're lovable with it. Yeah, well, yeah. We got that going on, I guess. Yeah. You, you pity. We pity. Yeah. Pity, people pity us, which is nice. The, you know. the, the, we make them feel better about themselves. So, yeah. So, so shall we be co- condescending about the Avengers, then? Yes, let's be. Yeah. I, I had a good time watching it. I, I enjoyed it a great yeah, deal. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as the Avengers Assemble, or the Avengers, as I prefer to call it. Mm, I I thought it was as I thought they were both on a par, but I thought I thought that this this is a is a weird situation going on with the Marvel movies because they're cross cutting that much now that it's not 
it's not it's not easy it's to, not a standalone film it's, anymore yeah, is it it's not easy to give it a, a review it as its own one off standalone nature it was dead easy to review the avengers like that because if you hadn't seen the other films that did a good job of introducing yeah. pretty much everybody at the beginning this is getting rid of that they're not going to mess about and they did what i do like in some sequels where they just pitch in in full battle right yeah, we're started was, this is it and it was you were almost halfway through yeah, the battle when yeah, it comes which up. i like um, mm. Um, now, my problem with it, yeah, it is. A, it's the only problem I've got with it is that, yeah, to me, I loved it. I I have spoken to a few people who were like bit bit baffling and confusing in parts and didn't quite understand who was who and didn't get nuances of the relationships and mm. stuff. And that's that's true. Um, one thing is, in a misnomer to me, if you're going to ask me, is it a good sequel to the Avengers? I'd say. It's not a sequel to The Avengers. It's a sequel to Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Yep. It carries on directly after that film. If you have not seen Captain America, The Winter Soldier, you won't have a clue what's just happened and you'll be wondering why certain things have changed the status yep. quo, especially with S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury, etc. Hydra. Hydra. Why are they back? Where they're, they're from? And if, again, you wouldn't even know who Hydra were if you hadn't seen Captain America, which mm. brought that in. Beautifully constructed cinematic universe and it's starting to have some of the side effects that cripple and hamper comic books sometimes yeah. where, where it's crossing over across various things. There's a fine line between constructing a universe where you feel part of it because everything's connected or it's a bit confusing because you're missing bits because you can't possibly follow it all. As I said before, you've got to now treat these films almost as a, a, a film that comes out every six months yeah, as a, as that a, features a different set of characters or it, character. It's very much a continuity. Yeah. And... Um, but as such, I'd say it's not as good as a movie on its own <coughs> as um, as The Avengers, but it's an excellent... It's it's absolutely top-notch as a further instalment of the ongoing story. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, I love it. I thought, I thought the battle sequences were great, the characters were great. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I think they've gone a little bit D-list with uh, the Avengers that they have chosen to run with at the end. I think yeah, that's which, very weak. A bit spoilery, but we're it's not going to go there. It's a bit weak sauce, the... They, well, okay. it's like the comic books. They do change the lineup every now and again, and let's just say that there are comings and goings, and um, very similar to what I'm moaning about The Walking Dead. I think the, yeah. the replacements don't exactly <coughs> compensate for any characters that are not going to be in the next Avengers film. Yeah. Um, the problem with it, yeah, like weird. Me and Chris, we um, we had. Uh, I, I remember he, he went to see um, Iron Man two, mm. and he said, "Oh." It's I enjoyed it, but it was quite weak. I didn't really like it that much. And then I remember after we'd seen Captain America and before Iron Man 3 was coming out, he caught up, he went and watched the films again. And I, I said to him at the time, it's quite good, Iron Man 2, because it does introduce a lot of characters and it moves the overall thing mm. and sets up the other movies. And um, he watched it and he went, no, I loved it, watching it a second time, because I now know all yeah. this and and it's great and 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 I think that is the problem when you're the, watching them on not their individual own, films anymore. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man two, uh, this this is the most uh, least standalone Marvel movie since Iron Man two. Yeah, um, and that's my weak point on it. But I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I, just, I think it's a great. film I did think the humour was a bit forced, but well, only only because the first one was so funny. It's more of a Whedon. 
yeah. movie this though than than that that he was restraining himself quite a lot on the first one mm. and he's let rip a bit there were a lot of Whedon type gags if you it, it sounded like Buffy sometimes yeah, some of them but it was just the the, the obvious jokes mm. sort of like were a bit forced but yeah. I like to get them in the gags with with uh, Arkay when he's moaning about Quicksilver and stuff. And oh yeah, they were great, but but the, were, oh, oh the language one and the, you know that was a bit. Mm. Oh, that's that's not that's not a bad. He wouldn't like language like that, would he? Yeah, but you go on and on and on about it, and it's yeah. But it's funny when he does goes Fury, you son of a bitch, and he goes, "Do you kiss your mama with that mouth or something?" And that was quite a good gag. A little bit forced. Um, I like the hammer stuff, Force Hammer. Oh, that was good. That yeah. was good, and we won't give some of it away, but how, how you learn that you can trust a new character, the Vision. I like the Vision. Um, I'll tell yeah. you why I like the Vision, because it's an important character from comic books. You've had you've started out here. This is what... It's one, It's amazing what they've done, Marvel, because Jarvis is obviously the memory engram of and artificial intelligence created from um, his, his dad's... Butler, his dad Butler, who was in, in Agent, Agent Carter. Carter, and that's great. So we've seen we start out the story with uh, Iron Man, and then we we see him as the the artificial intelligence mm. uh, assistant come Butler to him, and then we move uh, back and we see in Agent Carter the, the actual, actual person. person, and then now we've got even further on than in this version. With Jarvis is now um, no longer the man Jarvis is no longer the AI Jarvis he's now superhero Jarvis yeah. that is the Vision and he's actually played by the same guy by the same guy and, and I've Paul got Bethany. to say yeah. I thought I thought the Vision was really good in it yeah yeah it surprised and, me because it you know it's a, it's a difficult look to pull off because it is oh, so comic book it's ridiculous yeah. yeah it looks ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah. but and it the, works but you know that's why of all the the characters you've brought into this, I thought that when you consider that Hawkeye's costume with all the purple and the headpiece and all the rest of it and the big H on his forehead, yeah, yeah <laughs> which is just bloody ridiculous. They've they've gone and um, they've gone and changed. They they dumbed him down almost to wearing civvies, yeah, almost. Now with the like vision, I off the road. yeah, I thought, oh no doubt, I thought the vision was going to well get dumbed down, yeah, yeah, you know, but no, no, not at all. Um, like the Scarlet, like the Scarlet Witch. Thought yeah. she was great, and um, I've got to say, I like Quicksilver. Considering there were there were two versions over the last year. Yeah, I mean the the accents were a little bit dodgy, but it was you know they were okay. Mm. Yeah. So it's, I mean we can't say anything really more because it would no, have to no, go into spoiler okay, territory. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I'm saying you know I expected eight and uh, actual eight on it. It was about I, right. I expected nine because the the first Avengers film was so great. Yeah. Uh, but actual eight. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's by no means a terrible film. It's a really entertaining film. Mm. You had a lot of fun with it, but just not as good. Not as a, much of a, a standalone film, like yeah, say. yeah, yeah. That's the only thing, and 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 unfortunately, the downside to this, um, it's a new model. This this hasn't mm. really been done before because when you've had all these crossovers, like the first people to do this sort of film universe type model, um, believe it or not, I've always said it. I mean, some people would argue I'm wrong, but uh, I think the nearest you've got to it has been the Universal Monsters. Um, yeah. those, those series because they tried to at least have some uh, following on with each other. And but that was pretty much only up. only on the second wave. Oh the yeah, 40s. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the, the original lot were, were oh, all of course, separate. yeah, they, they look, they uh, never yeah. intended when they were doing Frankenstein to even have Bride of Frankenstein. Never no. mind House of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah, so when Son came along, yeah. sort of like four years later than yeah. Bride, because yeah. they'd had the break with the war and this, that, and the yeah, other. Yeah, and yeah, but, it was, uh, yeah. But that's that's my, my thing. I just say that it's not been done how Marvel have done it before. No. Not like not to this level. I mean, when you bo- you've got to be- bear in mind this goes across um, to TV show as well. Yeah, you've got a mainstream TV show on the ABC that has to tie in to movies that are being released. Yeah. Like now, the next episode that I've got I've got to watch of um, Agents of Shield will reflect what's happened in this film that's just gone on. But, but it might not because they've not had it in America yet. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, well, so, it'll be it'll be next week at week after. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, but there will be consequences. Is my point. Yeah. So whether or not the yeah. the series ends yeah. in America before yeah this no it begins. doesn't no it doesn't there um, are there is a crossover is episode there? yeah right. it's been confirmed now the thing last time I've got to say last year Agents of Shield wasn't doing very well uh, critically it was getting a panning we we did I didn't personally enjoy it as much as as I thought I should it was a Joss Weed and Marvel. Um, series and it's Shield and I love Nick Fury Agent of Shield the comic book. Mm. Um, it wasn't very good and then they they tied it in with the Winter Soldier and when the big reveal happened with Hydra and all the rest of it, all of a sudden it just notched up into Top Gear. And it, but it was almost as if you couldn't watch the TV show if you hadn't seen the film. Yeah, that's you right. Didn't yeah. know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. So you are. They are. Even though they're giving you this amazing full universe they, they, there is a certain there's a commitment there involved. is a commitment involved mm. yeah and it and I will say you are you you are better off if you've watched the TV show but there was a thing have you seen the uh, just talking about uh, the execs for the TV show not being happy about the yeah. about that thing yeah yeah absolutely uh, because he said that Coulson's not coming back into the films yeah it's very much that yeah. thing because it serves a purpose to the yeah. Avengers in not being there yeah that's right yeah yeah. Uh, but they're a bit annoyed about having to tie it all in I think yeah I know it's, but, uh, it's, it's, but it's that's difficult. them because they haven't got any creative well look, bones, look, look you know, so. if they, they they they're being paid to do a job so I, mean, I ain't getting the violins out for these guys you know they're, I like what they're doing it's fun mm. um you know it's good and, and also as an add-on um you've now got the new Marvel series Daredevil and the ongoing stuff you're going to have Jessica yep. Jones then Iron Fist and Luke Cage and then they're all going to be together in the TV version of the Avengers which is the Defenders um, yeah I, you know it is getting to the point where yeah it's getting a bit and I mean and Agent Carter is going to come back as well you've got yep. that's we've not even had that over that, we've, we've had them review discs so yeah, I know. so we managed to see it but I'm surprised people they've not been picked up but yeah. there you go but yeah I've got to say I I'm loving it but yeah there's some there's a certain commitment involved now and it will only get worse because the more they move the story forward the less easy it will be for people to go and watch a film yeah. and or jump onto the TV or show or just general sort of like you know Saturday night crowd who just watch we watch tonight I yeah. watch an action film but yeah, yeah. But then they're yeah. going to use that, use that, yeah. use that. But it's like you say, I they're getting the phones you. out to Google them. I agree with you totally. The as a standalone um, movie, yeah, the Avengers, you can just crank it on and just get people don't hardly have to know who the characters mm. are. You get the vibe straight away. 
but this yeah this is a this is a this is more of a reward yeah. for sticking with them it's still a hell of a lot of fun mm. but it's you would not get the character the characterization you would no, not you get, get the nuances get, of yeah. You get a what's lot going more, on. Yeah, you get rewarded for your uh, loyalty yeah. with this film. It's like a, a reward for watching them all so far. Yeah, it's and it's a great reward. And, and there was there was some sort of like dream sequences in there where yeah. other characters popped in from the previous films yep. and things like yep. that, and they yep. would be like, "Yo, who's that?" Who's oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, Peggy Carter but, turning but up. But I've and, got to say though, for something that is being incredibly self-indulgent, yeah, which it is, mm. it's being incredibly self-indulgent, and and it's. it's Going out of its way to pat to pander to fanboys, yeah, yeah, but it's making a frigging fortune, absolutely, as well. Now that's where because they are very very well made, though, aren't they? So I know, but it's still rare that that you get something that's being really, you know, catering to a fan crowd um, and you know making a load of money like this. It's it's bizarre. God, you know, we're nearly out of time now. I think God, yeah, doesn't time fly uh, when you yeah. when they're not having fun. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I think we know what that means, and yes, that is indeed the uh, music we can hear there. So I've been Mike, and he's been Martin, and we will see you next week. Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.